In this bulletin, hundreds killed as a major earthquake strikes Indonesia, a flood emergency in South Australia's Riverland region, and in sport, controversy over a FIFA ruling on LGBTQI armbands at the World Cup. With the latest SBS News, I'm Deborah Raw. At least 162 people have been killed and hundreds injured in a major earthquake in Indonesia. The magnitude 5.6 earthquake struck the province of West Java with the epicentre in a town about 75 kilometres southeast of the capital, Jakarta. Thousands of homes have also been damaged and many evacuated from office buildings in the capital's CBD. 38-year-old office worker Nural Hidaya says they even felt their building shake. I was working as normal doing reports in the office. Usually we can feel the building moving when someone walks in the building, but just now it was so strong, as if someone had pushed me. South Australia's cabinet will travel to the state's Riverland region today to announce a relief package following the declaration of a major emergency. Premier Peter Malinowskis says the declaration will allow the government to be prepared and give the police commissioner additional powers. Commissioner Grant Stevens says he's working to appoint an assistant state coordinator for the recovery effort and will only call on the Australian Defence Force when all local resources are exhausted. Modelling is predicting a flood peak in December and the possibility of another peak in late December or January. Free trade legislation with the United Kingdom and India has been approved by Parliament's lower house. The bill will now come before the Senate this morning, paving the way for farmers to face fewer taxes on their exported goods. The agreement between Canberra and London will eliminate almost all taxes on Australian products entering Britain, including meat, dairy, sugar and wine. Taxes on 90% of Australian goods exported to India, including meat, wool, cotton, seafood, nuts and avocados, will also be removed. Trade Minister Don Farrell says the government had pushed to ensure Australia was in a position to implement both agreements before Christmas. New Zealand is considering legislation to lower the voting age to 16 after the country's top court found the current age of 18 was discriminatory. Jacinda Ardern's government has reacted swiftly to the judgment, announcing that Cabinet had considered it and would draft a bill to lower the minimum voting age. The Prime Minister says the change would not be automatic. I personally support a decrease in the voting age, but it is not a matter simply for me or even the government. Any change in electoral law of this nature requires 75% of parliamentarian support. That's why it's our view that this is an issue best placed to parliament for everyone to have their say. The law should be introduced early next year and, if successful, take effect after the 2023 poll. The New Zealand Supreme Court ruling followed a three-year campaign from activist group Make It 16. NASA's Artemis One mission has reached the moon, whipping around the far side and buzzing the lunar surface on its way to a record-breaking orbit, with test dummies sitting in for astronauts. The Orion capsule's cameras have sent back a picture of the world, a tiny blue orb surrounded by blackness. 
It's the first time a capsule has visited the moon since NASA's Apollo program 50 years ago and represents a huge milestone in the $4.1 billion test flight that began last Wednesday. The capsule will spend close to a week in lunar orbit before heading home with a Pacific splashdown planned for December 11. And to sport, controversy has erupted after FIFA made a last-minute decision to outlaw One Love armbands, which World Cup players from a number of countries were going to don in support of the LGBTQI plus community. England, Wales, Belgium, Denmark, Germany, the Netherlands and Switzerland have all backed down from wearing the armband at the World Cup in Qatar after the soccer international governing bodies said they would face sporting sanctions. FIFA also said the team's captains could be booked or forced to leave the pitch. Denmark coach Kaspar Hulmand says the players are obliged to follow the ruling but cannot understand the controversy. This is not a player's decision. Imagine going on the pitch with a clear yellow card to start with. That is not possible, and we have to make sure that it's not up to the players to make that decision. I cannot see that that message is is uh, something controversial. We already pre- played with it, so it's not it's not like something for for the World Cup. It's something we've done before, so I don't see the problem. I'm Deborah Grok. This is SBS News.